0: Fans And welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 135. Sorry to say, but you're going to be stuck with just me this week. Josh is off this week. Um, But thankfully, I was able to find a good replacement for this week's discussion. My wonderful, fantastic wife, Heather, who agreed uh, to join me this week as we talk about our favorite thing, not movie-related, but kind of movie-related, in movie based theme park attractions so basically if we could make any ride that could show up in a theme park based off of a movie or tv show how would we do that because we love going to the parks we love watching movies we like to see them integrated together whether that's like harry potter or jurassic park or uh any marvel or star wars stuff how would we incorporate that into a ride that's what we're going to talk about this week um but like i said it's just me this week so That's either a really good thing or a really, really bad thing. But thankfully, we've got some news to go over, and some of this makes me very, very excited. Our first thing to talk about is a trailer that I have been waiting and waiting for far, far too long to see. And it just felt like after a certain point, they were just teasing us with it until they finally just randomly dropped it, or... Had to because it got leaked. The Halloween Kills trailer for the sequel to 2018's Halloween. Now, I'm sure most of you will know if you've been following this podcast for any length of time. I am a diehard Halloween fan. I have loved the franchise for a very, very long time. Since college, I really became a Halloween fan. Um, this trailer. This, I don't even have the proper words for this. So, I did my trailer reaction. If you haven't watched it already, um, link here or whatever. Um, I love this trailer so, so much. Because it both does, but doesn't feel like a Halloween trailer. And what I mean by that is... This feels like Halloween, but cranked to dial 12 or 13. This is massive in scope in terms of what appears to be the body count... As well as, it just feels epic in scope. Like, I really enjoyed 2018's Halloween. I think I'm going to like this one even more. Just because it seems like it's going to be diving even more into the lore that is Halloween. Now, a lot of people weren't too happy with the decision to chop out basically all the sequels. So, basically, two through Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 are scrapped and no longer canon. I said when that happened that i can understand the decision but i don't fully think that that means everything's off the table and that seems to be the case here is there's a lot of easter eggs and references that got my halloween heart very very happy obviously you've got the blatantly obvious one that everyone pointed out going hey hey you see those three people those three dead people they're wearing the halloween three masks did you see halloween three I'm going to pretend that I'm not one of those annoyingly obnoxious people that champions Halloween 3, even though I very, very much am. But besides the Halloween 3 masks, they're very, very obvious. You've got a really cool, at least what I perceive to be a reference to Halloween 4, when they're in a house, which we'll talk about here in a second. Because that house might be significant uh, when a character tries to attack Michael with a shotgun. I'm going... That looks like Brady from Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, which is one of the better sequels. I really like that one. Um, I dug this trailer, but also I know a lot of people are complaining this trailer gives away too much. And I won't say that just yet. I will hold off reservation, at least in that sense, until we see the full trailer. We could say, oh, this just spoiled the entire movie. But we don't know that it did until the movie comes out. This could just be the first half an hour... In which case he's just mowing everybody down... Because I still think that's going to happen... He's going to kill a lot of people either way... So... Let, let's see... How do, how do we break this down? I don't think too much of this has been spoiled... Granted, some of the cool kills have been spoiled... Like Michael escaping um, Lori's house... And killing someone with a halogen... Or the buzzsaw. Or killing someone with a lighting tube. I'm going... (laughs) Okay. Uh, However, I'm still thinking they're going to keep some close to the vest. And that's to say, they... Yes, they showed a lot of old school characters coming back. But as someone that's been following the cast list... um, They have quite a few surprises that they have still kept pretty close to the vest. That I'm happy that they didn't show in this trailer. I'm not going to say everything here, but let's just say that there's some stuff that... or some characters that weren't in the trailer that may or may not have been in the original movie that I'm excited to see return. Or certain locations might be coming back. But to be fair, those certain locations may have been hinted at in the trailer. So, Lonnie Elam is in this movie. It's uh One, it's Cameron's dad. the Cameron, the horrible boyfriend, who seems to be trying to go for a redemption journey, at least in this trailer here. Uh, but Lonnie's also... Uh, In the original Halloween, when he goes up to the original Myers house on a dare... And Loomis is hiding a bush and goes, Hey Lonnie, get your ass away from there. And Lonnie goes screaming, probably forever traumatized by the Myers house. Um, Lonnie is an adult here. And he's Cameron's dad. But he also seems to be giving an important line of dialogue in this trailer. And he says, if you follow the trail of bodies... It's a straight line back to his original home... To which my ears just perked up and go... Myers house you say? Oh Myers house? Oh count me 150% in yes sir thank you sir. Because I I love the going back to the lore of the original. Like I appreciate Tommy Doyle coming back. Lindsay Wallace coming back for however long those two characters are around. <clears throat> They're probably going to die. Um... There's some other characters that they didn't show in the trailer that it makes me happy. But I love the concept of going back to the Myers house. Because even if you change up the lineage that Michael and Laurie are no longer brother and sister. Which I think is a smart move. It all comes back down to the house. In the original movie, he came back home. This time, comes back home. We never saw the original Myers house in the 2018 movie. Now, the movie novelization said that the house got destroyed. But I always argue that that's not the case because the movie novelization isn't canon. Like, if we don't see it on screen, it never happens. So, since we never saw it, still left the door open, at least for me, that the Myers house will play into it. Plus, I always have the thought in the back of my mind of what Ra's al Ghul said in Batman Begins to Batman. You burned down my house and left me for dead? I returned the favor. So, I think that's exactly... ...what's going to happen of Lori's going to try and burn down Michael's house. Maybe not Laurie. Let's talk about Laurie, shall we? I think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be sitting out most of this movie. Now, some people are already crying out that we don't see a lot of her in this trailer... ...so they think she's going to die. I think she's going to be out of it for most of this movie. And the shot that we see in the trailer to end it... ...where she's walking down the hallway with Michael Myers' knife... That's going to be the final shot in the movie, I think, because I think she's going to be more or less sidelined with her injuries from Halloween 2018 to try and recover, but seeing the entire town and her own daughter die is what's going to propel her for one last mission. I think this entire town is basically screwed. Like, I love the shot in the trailer where Karen's holding out the mask and it's just like, come get your mask, Michael. It kind of reminded me of what Aaron was doing, the podcaster, in Halloween 2018 of just like, say something. And then they blast the Halloween music. It's great. Um, I don't think Karen's making out of this movie. I don't think those people are surrounding what looks to be the Myers house and him inside of it. I don't think those people are coming out alive. And then, that the death of the town might be what causes that riot that we see in front of Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, which, quick shout-out, of course, it's nice to see Haddonfield Memorial back from Halloween 2. Please, 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 movie, show us either Jimmy from Halloween 2 and recanonize him, or better yet, show us one of the biggest Halloween characters that never actually show up on screen, well, at least his face, anyway, with Ben Tramer, the guy that Jamie that uh, Laurie supposedly liked in the original Halloween but we never got to see what he looked like until he got run over in Halloween 2 and burst into a ball of flames. Um, Let's see what he looks like this time around. Maybe he's the hero this time. Um, I don't think those townspeople that are coming for Michael are going to make it out okay. Which brings us back to Myers' house. I think that's where we see Cameron and Allison in the trailer. I think that's the the dark house that they're in. They're back in the Michael Myers' house trying to hunt him down which... Quick thing about Allison. How cool is it to just see her screaming at Michael as he's about to stab her? He just goes, do it. Like, the fear is gone. Like, she's got no fear left in her. She's seen her friends be just probably slaughtered. There's nothing left of her friends. So, she has no fear left. She's already encountered the boogeyman. I I just appreciate that this is just fooling on, turning her into the final girl. Um... I think she makes it out of this. I think Karen, not so much. I think Karen has had a target on her of you're probably going to be the one that dies. I don't think it's going to be Laurie. I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Laurie, but given that this is the middle part of a trilogy, it doesn't really make sense to have her die now. You don't kill Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. It just doesn't work. I still think Lori might die someday, but that's what Halloween ends is four maybe have lori and allison team up as a whole i'm beyond amped for this movie i'm so excited like this trailer just absolutely knocked it out of the park for me it was so good i just watched it on repeat after repeat last thing before we move into our news next season topic i love the music in this trailer so so much there's like three separate varieties of the classic Halloween theme. And I loved all of them. I really, really love the score that Daniel Davies and John Carpenter did on the 2018 movie. I thought it was fantastic. Especially the shape hunts Allison. I will still jam to that. That's my vibe all year long. That's some great music. Um, I fully expect this to have a great soundtrack as well. I'm expecting this to be insanely violent. And insanely intense. But also really dive even more into the easter eggs and please the hardcore halloween fans will try and bring in the casual people and be like see how great this franchise is i'm afraid of michael myers again and that's what halloween's all about being afraid of the boogeyman because by the end of this movie it seems like he's gonna ascend whatever that means now halloween wasn't the only horror related trailer that dropped this past week as we got uh, the new trailer for Naya DaCostas Candyman produced by Jordan Peele. Now I've liked all the trailers that they've shown so far and I've been pretty confident that this movie will be good because Blumhouse actively basically made it their mission to make sure that this movie didn't come out until quote unquote the pandemic was over and by that I mean like have people being able to go see the theaters like they wanted, they pushed this movie back so that People could see in theaters. So, the pandemic is not over by any stretch of the imagination. But theaters are open. Life is getting relatively back to normal. Uh, so to me the fact that they kept pushing it back. And going no we want this to play in theaters. That screams a vote of confidence to me. More so than any trailer could. That being said. The trailers don't skimp out either. The trailers that we've seen so far are fantastic. And the one that they just dropped. Is probably the best one we've gotten so far and further confirms to me that Yahya Abdul-Mateen is and will be the new Candyman. Whether or not he will like become the new Candyman or whether he will become Tony Todd's Candyman, like become the vessel for the spirit of Candyman to inhabit him or whether he himself turns into the Candyman. I'm still unsure of but I'm count me hundred percent down for this movie. Like I'm not as excited for this as I am about Halloween kills, but that's just because I'm more emotionally invested in the franchise. That is Halloween. That being said, I really, really dug the original Candyman from the nineties. I think, uh, we are in an era of horror now that we talk more about like horror movies are more overt with their politics, like get out and us very much wore their political messages on their sleeve I really appreciate that Candyman also did that. But that was... I don't want to say that wasn't the norm back then. But it really wasn't the norm. Like now, directors like try and make sure that they... Not distractingly so. But they they wear their heart on their sleeves in movies. And Candyman, I really applauded it. Especially for its time. Absolutely did that. Horror movies at that time were very much just like... This is what it is. It's just cheap fun. When I watched the original Candyman, I was challenged so to speak because it's spoken from a different perspective than me a boring white guy is used to his horror movies being i'm used to dumb teenagers being stalked in the woods Candyman is like only a specific demographic is particularly afraid of him because he's a boogeyman for a certain generation and for a certain people it's kind of the same thing with like uh la llorona I had never heard of her growing up. But certain cultures, I'm sure, are much more terrified. And that's their boogeyman. Candyman was some culture. That's their boogeyman. And watching that original one, it just gets me thinking. And I appreciate that they continue that with Candyman. Candyman has always very much been a cultural movie. Candyman, at least the second and third one, I don't think. I never saw those because I didn't think they were going to be as good. Maybe I'll watch them at some point. But Candyman has always very much been about the culture that it comes from. Of uh, Candyman has always had distinctly a very black voice to it, which is great and unique, especially in the horror genre. It makes it its own. And I appreciate that they even doubled down on that. Of, uh, I'm leaning towards this as a new Candyman because the origin feels different. In the original Candyman with Tony Todd, it was the townspeople deemed this relationship as quote-unquote inappropriate and did horrible, horrible things to him, cut off his arm, and that's where he gets the hook from. Um, And it was much more old time. It's been a while since I've seen the first Candyman, but it felt like it was like post-Civil War, like it was old school. Whereas this one felt much more modern in its interpretation of how the Candyman comes to be addressing like um, police brutality and racial profiling, which doesn't seem like new territory for jordan peele being a producer jordan peele's always tackled topics like that head on and so to cover that with the just the horror that comes with Candyman man and the phenomenal acting talents that is yaya abdul mateen i'm beyond excited for this my only question that i'm left with after watching this trailer is to what extent will tony todd be in this because freddy krueger will always be robert england um there's been some various Michael Myers. There's been various Jason Voorhees. That's primarily been Kane Hodder though. Robert Englund has been Freddy Krueger. Tony Todd has been Candyman. Like those are those are synonymous with that. And there's no way you do Candyman without him at least to some extent, whether he's just the voice that comes out um, or what. But I, I'm curious as to what his role will be. I'm down for this movie. I'm excited for this movie. ...is very blunt with what it is... ...and I love that. It's unapologetic of just like... ...we're going to confront some dark stuff... ...and that's what makes horror so scary... ...but also engaging and thought-provoking... ...because horror can do that... ...and Candyman, the original at least... ...really made me think and reflect... ...and I love when movies can do that... ...and I'm really hoping... ...that this new one can have the same effect... ...and just be as good... ...I don't know if as good... ...but as thought-provoking... ...plus... I'm kind of having an eye on it because Nia Dacosta's next movie will be Captain Marvel 2, also known as The Marvel. So I'm kind of hoping she can kind of like turn that series around as I did not enjoy the first Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel's appearances so far. So I'm going to have a very close eye on this movie, but I'm very optimistic about this movie. And us horror fans are going to be eating well for the next few months between The Green Knight, Candyman, Halloween the forever purge I guess What, whatever let's move on to something happier shall we and by something happier I mean movies are starting production again like at a rapid rate as not one not two but three movies that I'm super excited for have now begun production with those three movies being John Wick chapter 4 Aquaman 2 The Lost Kingdom I believe is the name, and Knives Out 2. I am excited for all of these. Um, the only one that I have some hesitancy, well, it's not even some, it's quite a bit of hesitancy, hesitancy, is Aquaman. Now, I should put a disclaimer here, Aquaman still to this day is my favorite DCEU movie. It fully embraces its comic book It's kooky and over-the-top, and I love every minute of it. It's colorful, bright, in-your-face, it's... It felt like I was reading big splash pages of a comic book, and I love that. However, the big thing that tempers my excitement for this new one is the biggest elephant in the room in the world with the Amber Heard situation. She is still a member of the cast, she's still filming. It just, to me, creates this really uncomfortable atmosphere because just like I want to get excited. But then I go in the comment section and everyone's just like, nope, not saying this, nope, not saying this. How is she attached to this? And I feel the same way. I just don't verbalize it online. But it's just, it does create this awkward atmosphere. Because once filming is wrapped and a the movie will begin to come out, they'll start doing press tours. And that will be the only thing on people's minds. It just creates this awkward situation. I think it'll be even worse than... I still think the Ezra Miller thing is not fully resolved. And Ezra Miller is going to be very awkward when they ask him about that that experience um, <laughs> during COVID. When yeah he attacks somebody. But um, other than the Amber Heard thing. I'm really, really looking forward to Aquaman. I love the first one. Like I said, I trust James Wan completely. I love him as a director. Whether it's The Conjuring, Insidious... Aquaman I even like Dead Silence it's pretty fun um so my only real question is where do you go like clearly we've got some frozen tundra it looks like I thought we might be exploring the trench in the second one maybe not uh we do know that Black Manta will be coming back that's about the extent of what we know when it comes to Aquaman 2 it's just Aquaman is a character I've been championing for a while ever since Jeff Johns' run on the New 52. People need to give him more respect. And I think uh, the Jason Momoa-led uh, movie went a long way and people are going, oh, so he's not just a comedy character anymore. That's good. It's just, to me, I don't know enough about what stories you can go with. Maybe someday we have his son and maybe someday we get the hook-arm Aquaman. I would love hook-arm Aquaman because I grew up on the Justice League animated series. I think that would be awesome. Uh, But transitioning to the other two, I don't know which I'm more excited for. John Wick, Chapter 4, or Knives Out 2? I'll be blatantly honest. If Knives Out 2 wasn't coming to Netflix, I'd be a lot more excited. Like, I don't want to say it ruins it for me that it's on Netflix, but I really, really wish that this was a theater movie. Like, I get Netflix wants to stay competitive in the streaming wars, but (laughs) this doesn't excite me being a Netflix project. I still have faith in Ryan Johnson. He's assembled quite a good cast, and I think I saw somewhere today that they've added even more people, like Ethan Hawke has been added, I believe. I couldn't verify that before we were recording. Um, So I'm really, really excited for this. As long as it's not a Star Wars movie, I like Ryan Johnson for the most part. Some of his movies are kind of, eh. wasn't overly impressed with Looper, but I loved Knives Out so much. It was my favorite movie of 2019. And setting it completely separately from the thrombies, I think, is a good choice. This movie is going to be set in Greece, so it's not even going to be connected to the first one at all, which I think is the route to go. I was kind of hoping Lakeith Stanfield's detective might come back as the guy that kind of keeps hiring um, uh, Benoit Blanc. Even though he wasn't the one that hired him in the first one. It, they, I wanted them to keep working together because I really like the Keith Stanfield's character. But Daniel Craig was just having so much fun as Benoit Blanc. So I'm happy to see him come back. I think this could be a lot of fun. Hopefully this continues to live up to the hype of the first one. And isn't a murder on the Orient Express situation. Now last but not least John Wick Chapter 4. I'm getting more and more excited for this movie. Um, I like all the John Wicks. They are they're just keep progressing with getting better and better. I'm getting really, really excited for this one just because the casting that we're getting, whether it's like Donnie Yen or uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the man that played Scorpion in the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, I'm afraid I'm going to mispronounce his name if I even attempt it, Um, Mr. Sonata, I believe he was also in Avengers Endgame. He's also been added to the cast. Adding these names and in roles that supposedly sound like they're going to be John Wick's Allies Gets me really, really excited at the potential of, okay, if John Wick's going to war, he needs allies. And I like the prospect of, okay, for the most part, these John Wick movies, he's been a solo fighter. I would very much like a team dynamic to this. If he's going after the high table, he's going to need all the help he can get, especially how much he got banged up in the third one. I would very much be okay with having some reinforcements. Some big action set pieces here with the with these guys. Keanu Reeves and Donnie Yen fighting back to back. Fighting off a whole bunch of ninjas. Yes please. So if I had to rank these by excitement level. Oh man. This gets tricky. Oh man. Maybe John Wick. Chapter 4. Then Knives Out then Aquaman. Aquaman, again, would be so much higher if it wasn't for this just really uncomfortable Amber Heard stuff. It's just this really uncomfortable elephant in the room. But as a whole, I'd say I'm excited for all three of these. I'm very curious to see how these shake up. They're franchises that I care deeply about. And all of them, I think, still have very, very bright futures ahead of them. And I'm really, really looking forward to what we get from these movies. Now... Lastly, for our news, we've got an interesting one with Scarlett Johansson, of all people, is doing a Tower of Terror movie for Disney. Now, I am not immediately poo-pooing this idea, actually, and here's why. I really, really like Tower of Terror at Disney, both in Disneyland, well, Disneyland's now Mission Breakout, Guardians of the Galaxy ride, but... Uh, I actually grew up watching the Tower of Terror movie with Kirsten Dunst and Steve Guttenberg. I think there are narrative possibilities with Tower of Terror that could be really, really fun and really, really interesting. And we haven't really explored yet. Not as much as like a haunted mansion where there's literally 999 happy haunts that you could tell stories of. But I think there could be a lot of interesting routes that you could go here however i can't help but have the sneaking suspicion that disney kind of is just like mandating this because disney recently basically the only rides that they will do is something that ties into the movies or tv like they won't ever do original concepts anymore it's got to be tied into something for synergy and it's really really annoying they don't do original content anymore like Splash Mountain, not Splash Mountain, let's not talk about that one, Um, Big Thunder Mountain, or Space Mountain, or Country Bear Jamboree, they all have to be tied to something, and my worry is that they feared that Tower of Terror might be getting outdated, so they're just like, let's just do a new movie, and we could tie it into that, because as my theme park brain is going here, I've thought for a little bit that they might have a storm coming of trickiness, because as it stands right now in Walt Disney World, the Tower of Terror is... Officially called the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Now, Twilight Zone is owned by CBS, not Disney. So, having it called Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, in and of itself, is like Universal having a Marvel Land. You're kind of advertising your competition while still kind of benefiting from your competition. So, whether they're using this as an excuse to rebrand it, or they... Actually have a story possibility. Or maybe even Scarlett Johansson had a story possibility. Which is like hey. I grew up loving Tower of Terror. So I want to do a Tower of Terror ride. Or Tower of Terror story for you guys. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. This is just interesting to me. I This is also though coming from someone. That has been asking for more movies. Based off of classic Disney rides. For a little bit of the original pirates of the caribbean is really really great and i can even have fun with some of the sequels they're not great but i can have fun with them but we had for a while there you had like country bears which there's some good jokes in country bears believe it or not i know you're gonna hate me for that but there are actually some good jokes in country bears Rewatch it it's not perfect but there's some good jokes in there for a while there disney like seemed insistent okay because we did pirates we got to remake all of our old rides and then they just kind of fell off the wagon on that i still think there's a lot of interesting possibilities there you had the eddie murphy haunted mansion now they're rebooting haunted mansion they're potentially rebooting pirates i feel like we talked about that we're doing a margot robbie reboot and we're doing a karen gillen reboot super weird um so maybe they want to reboot tower of terror steve gutenberg's not busy bring him back why not um there's a lot of interesting storytelling possibilities at the disney parks that i would like and this is one of them. I'm just really, really hesitant. Just because Disney's track record lately with non-Marvel stuff is a little spotty. And this just kind of feels like a synergy move that I i don't want to be cynical. B- but I'm going to be cynical that I'm just, I'm not sold on this yet. But I'm not completely poo-pooing it. But uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think about this one. Now, before we get into our main discussion, as always, this episode is sponsored by Tee Public. in which case you can get all your Uncharted Media merch that you may desire, whether that's t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, uh, mugs, stickers, journals, if that's your thing. Whatever you want that you can just plaster Uncharted Media's logo on, you can claim it now at Tee Public on our shop. You'll be supporting the show, and, it's, and it looks cool, I think. Um, so yeah, if you want any on uh, Trader Media Merch, go to Tee Public, and we've got the link in the description there. So, like we said at the beginning of the show, one of our favorite things besides watching and talking movies is theme parks, not just, like, amusement parks, but, like, actual theme parks. And being in the greater Orlando area, we have access to theme parks, obviously, with Universal and Disney both being right down the street. And so today we kind of wanted to dive into that primarily because as i said josh is out of town and also someone that we have with us today i feel is much more qualified to speak about amusement parks than josh is with my wonderful wife heather heather how you doing tonight i'm pretty good how are you i'm not too bad so if i had to ask you off the top of your head between disney and universal since we're talking about movies that we want turned into rides Uh, what pre-existing, like, already exists, that we already ride on a regular basis, what ride that is somehow connected to a movie would you say is your favorite?
1: I have a few favorites, but Hagrid's is definitely my, one of my number one at Universal.
0: What Um, is it about Hagrid's? What is it about Hagrid's Hagrid's, that you like so much?
1: It's just so unique. Um, There's a lot I could say without giving it all away, but there's a lot of cool, like, you could see a lot of, Things a lot of boosts. Um, it's just different from anything you've really ridden before.
0: Uh, any others come to mind besides Hagrid's?
1: hmm I really like Spider-Man. The um, at Universal at Islands.
0: Yeah, I I think Hagrid's probably is mm-hmm. not just my favorite like movie-based ride, but probably as it stands right now, my favorite just ride in general. Yeah um however i think both disney and universal universal lately because you and i have our gripes with disney as of late Mm -hmm. um both of them really excel with movie-based rides i think my one of my other favorites is someday i want to get you on in disneyland the indiana jones ride which is basically the dinosaur ride Mm -hmm. at animal kingdom except with a much better story and just it's indiana jones so that makes it better um so what we're going to talk about today is rides that don't exist or some of these cases they might exist we We had like our internal – we were debating between – some of these sound like they might already exist. Um, That's okay. (laughs) We Yeah, we intended for this to be rides that don't exist, but we didn't put enough research into it or cared enough. We're just like if we had all the (laughs) money in the world and we were running a theme park, this is what we would do if inspired by movie-based stuff. And so I think to start us off, we'll go with the one that's on the graphic here, the one that really always comes up when we talk about – if we were to make a ride based off of a movie, I think this is a huge missed opportunity in the sense yeah. of there is already a Star Wars section of both Disneyland and Disney World. But for some reason, they didn't bother with this ride. And by that, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've thought the Endor speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi would be a fantastic ride. Um mm-hmm. How how would you envision that type of ride, Heather?
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely can picture it. I can picture the forest. I can picture it being dark but not too dark. Um just a fun just a fun ride for anybody.
0: Uh I think we've talked about it before, but at least for you and I, of it would kinda of be like we kind of picture it like Hagrid's. When we ride Hagrids, it feels a lot like the motorbikes from Endor. So what yeah. We're going to also kind of, as we're going through this, we're going to explain kind of what these rides are like that we're going to be comparing it to. So you kind of get a frame of reference as to what we kind of hope mm-hmm. these rides might be someday if they ever actually happen. So Hagrid's is you are riding in Hagrid's motorbike from both Sorcerer's Stone and Deathly Hallows Part 1 when they're taking him out of the burrows. And you got somebody in the main car and you got somebody in the side car. Uh, when we ride, Heather's in the side car, I'm in big car <laughs> because my arms can reach and I like that much better. Um, I like ri- the
1: sidecar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that works out just fine for me. <laughs> um, but when you're riding, it feels like you're on one of the speeder bikes because your arms are forward. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're on a bike. It feels like you're hovering above the ground because it's magic. Um, but it also has those speed boosts that kicks in just like it does on the indoor speed bikes. Like when you rev mm-hmm. up the um, the handles, you go forward just like you would on a motorcycle, like with an extra speed boost. So, uh why this is not in either of the Mm. galaxy's edge areas is beyond me both rides are very screen dependent which i'm not too big of a fan of but we do have some screen based rides um now also kind of ask what are the chances of these rides actually happening and either do you ever see this being a thing that could feasibly happen or do you think this is a little too late Mm -hmm. because we already have galaxy's edge
1: I feel like it could happen. Maybe not in Orlando, but maybe in, uh, I don't know, Japan or somewhere else that has not fully developed there yet.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true because not all the Disney parks have Star Wars stuff yet. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a huge missed opportunity. I would like some Star Wars attractions that aren't screen-based. I'm saying this as someone that loves Star Tours, which is a mm-hmm. Star Wars simulator i love that ride so much especially after the refurbs and i get more combinations um but i am kind of getting a little sick and tired of screen-based rides and i this would have been a great one um i'll go with another franchise that's now owned by disney and it's my other like come on guys this is the easiest layup in the world so Heather has seen half of the Indiana Jones movies, unless you've seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull without my knowledge, in which case it's a weird (laughs) movie to pick, but um, she's seen the good Indiana Jones with Raiders and uh, Last Crusade. I refuse to show her Temple of Doom just because I don't think you would like it very much, Heather. But in it, there's a great part that I'm just like, that just screams ride to me. And I'm actually kind of amazed that they haven't done it. And so it's when Indy Short Round and the annoying blonde woman, I don't even bother remembering her Whoa. name. Um, she ended up marrying Steven, S- Steven Spielberg. That's the only reason she's in this movie. Um but they're making their escape from the Temple of Doom, and they have this, like, mine cart escape. Think along yeah. the lines of Donkey Kong, basically. And I'm just going, yeah. how is this not a ride yet? Yeah, it just, it's just right. right there. The ride vehicle is your minecart, cart, and you go through. that. Be- okay, that being said, there is actually an Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland, but that one is more, it's an original adventure. You're going through uh, the Temple of Mara or Mala. Or something like that. And you have the eye. And if you don't look at the eye. You get three wishes. But of course someone in your party looks at the eye. And you go on this big epic Indiana Jones adventure. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite rides. But I think a mine cart be really really cool. Um, depending on how it goes. And how intense it is. Would this be a yeah. ride that you would go on Heather? you'd be like. Eh, I'll stick to some other Indiana Jones stuff.
1: Yeah I would try. Um, especially if it was like for anyone, for the whole family. Um, Yeah, I would definitely try. It sounds really
0: cool. So, there's also been rumors for a little bit, and I don't know if I buy this or not, but uh, of the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland making its way to Disney World and replacing Dinosaur, because they have the Mm -hmm. exact same track. And also, the Dinosaur movie, if I remember correctly, is going to be like 20 years old this year, which does not make me happy, because... Makes me feel very old because I remember seeing that with Dad and Uncle Kenny at FunScape, which is a very old yeah. phrase to say. Um, could you see those rumors happening of Indiana Jones coming to uh, Disney World? And if not, mm-hmm. if if you had all the money in the world, what would you do with Dino Land right now?
1: Hmm. Uh, honestly, since we live around here, I would thought maybe maybe a few years ago it could have worked. I would have really, really hoped that it could work now or like five years or whatever, 10 years in the future. But I'm not sure if it would, especially at Disney World or not, but it would be so awesome.
0: Yeah. For those that don't know, Dinoland, for especially for Disney standards, kind of sucks. Um, there's a distinction that we'll get into for some of the rides later, um, Dinoland feels very much like amusement park, not theme park. To me, there's always a big distinction mm-hmm. of amusement park is like your Six Flags, your Eliches of just kind of your you ride these. Theme park is everything's got a story. Dinoland does not have a very good story of for a land. It was not well conceived, and I could see it being rethemed to Indiana Jones. But it all depends, I think, mm-hmm. on the success of Indiana Jones Five. Yeah. Which um, did you? Did I tell you that Harrison Ford got injured on the set of Indiana Jones Five? Yeah. So it's going to delay production a little bit. Um, so just because he's not here doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean we can't talk about How to Train Your Dragon. Just for Josh, who will be back next week, I'm sure, but. Even when he's not here, we still have to find a way to talk about how to train your dragon. So, we didn't think of a specific ride type for this. Of, like, this would be a great how to train your dragon ride. But the thing is, with that, there's a lot of different possibilities. So, Heather, I say how to train your dragon ride. What's the first thing that comes to your mm-hmm. mind? Or, like, the first couple things that might come to your mind?
1: Well, first, I think of, like, something along of, like minion mayhem not the same type of ride but like something where it's um like anyone can be involved i think of sometimes i do think of like a kitty ride like okay you're riding an actual, actual dragon or something similar to like forbidden journey where it's like um, a mixture of you know uh indoors with screens and um just the different types of a, a roller coaster kind of ride so it's,
0: yeah that's interesting i didn't think of minion mayhem for those that aren't familiar kind of describe what minion mayhem is as a ride what kind of what type of ride is it? what do you experience when you're on mm-hmm.
1: it well it's definitely you you sit and it's like a simulator um it's not too intense or anything but it's still kind of fun um there's screens and you go through like a different um scene or different um there's a different task that happens so yeah i could see that being for this right as well
0: i i do think you bring up a good point it's something i completely overlook so i'm glad you really brought it up it's a year you thought of the family immediately and i hadn't even mm-hmm. thought about that and that's a good idea because how to turn your dragon more so than uh endor uh with return of the jedi mm-hmm. or indiana jones how to Train a Dragon is more specifically targeted to kids and families. So I think you yeah. would, you bring up a good point. You probably would need at least one family ride, um, whether it be like, um, magic carpets of Aladdin over at Disney world, where it's just mm-hmm. basically an elevated carousel, basically with dragons instead, or you can have something more intense for the teenagers of like an actual coaster, but something for the whole family, yeah, I think would be a good be cool. idea. We've talked about this before of, um, universals had some great great new rides recently except for the abomination that is fast and furious um but their one main negative against them recently is not all their rides will accommodate everyone like um Mm -hmm. some larger individuals or people that might not have as much mobility might have harder time getting into some ride vehicles and so i think you bring up a really good point with having a ride that would be accessible for everyone like uh velocicoaster just opened recently at universal it's a great ride Mm -hmm. but it does not have the wait times that like a hagrid's does which is opened before velocicoaster so theoretically velocicoaster should have longer lines but hagrid's is more accessible to a lot of people even then that kind of yeah, Forbidden Journey, I know, had the same issues of you fly through Hogwarts. It's a great ride, but not everyone's going to be able to fit on it. It's, it's not always the most accommodating ride to get on to. And I think that's kind of one area where Disney's has a leg up over Universal is they will tend to yeah. accommodate more people and think family more. So and I, so, I'm glad you brought up that mm-hmm. family dynamic with Mini um, Mayhem for like, How to Train Your Dragon. Ride. I think that could really, really be interesting. So I. I appreciate that perspective. That's an interesting one. So um, hopefully he hears back for this. Josh, if you were running a, th- a theme park and you were tasked with How to Train Your Dragon, first of all, he'd probably make the whole park, How to Train Your Dragon. But Josh, what rides for How to Train Your Dragon would you want? And uh, Would it just be a flight simulator where you just listen to the music from the first movie over and over again? Pretty sure that's what he would say. Um <laughs> So this next one, uh, I'll probably take the reins on because of the two of us, I've seen it. I don't think Heather Mm -hmm. ever will. It's just not something that would interest her. And that's totally fine. I want a Mad Max Fury Road ride of some kind or a Mad Max ride of some kind. Um, Now, what kind of ride it would be might be a little tricky to do. So Mad Max, for those that aren't familiar with it, is basically Cars in a Desert Wasteland. There's a lot of things I could go with here. Uh, You can go the route of like a Kong Skull Island, which is basically two big projection screens on either side of one set vehicle, which is kind of bigger. Um, And so you're surrounded by this 3D um, gigantic screen environment. It's kind of like how they shoot the Mandalorian for Kong Sky Island of uh, you have these big huge screens all around you except not as cool of technology as a Mandalorian that's cutting edge stuff right there um I can see kind of that for Mad Max but also I can see like uh roadsters or like dragsters of like car races maybe you're uh trying to outrun somebody or going to or from somewhere with Furiosa I think there's some interesting possibilities there. I'm not sure to the full extent, but I think when your whole franchise is about cars, essentially, cars and survival, that just screams ride to me. Maybe, again, it's a fool's hope, but I can dream I would love it if that replaced Fast and Furious. I really don't like Fast and Furious, guys. Yeah. Guys, if you're yeah. ever in Orlando and want to save yourself, like half an hour to two hours, depending on the wait times, just don't go on Fast and Furious. Just makes your day better. Um, <laughs> let's see. Ah, let's bring Heather back into the discussion here with, um, your favorite. If I'm if I remember correctly, this is always in the discussion. I don't know if you've ever fully nailed this down, but your favorite Disney movie of all time. With Meet the Robinsons, you do in, like them a lot. <laughs> if you're in charge of a theme park, mm-hmm. it's got to be Disney in this case, and you're just like, okay, I could do whatever I want, and you can do something mm-hmm. with Meet the Robinsons. How would you incorporate Meet the Robinsons into the theme parks?
1: I have a couple ideas. The first one I thought about was like a dark ride where it's like you you sit in a in a cart and you go through the different scenes kind of like Winnie the Pooh or Dr. Seuss, Slandy or whatever they call it, um, going through the scenes of the movie. But then I also thought about something like, again, I wanted something that it's accommodating to everybody. Um, but I thought of like somehow make it, uh, a coaster similar to like space mountain. But, um, again, for the whole family, because Meet the Robinsons is definitely a, a family movie. Um, but, yeah, having the characters out while you're on the ride, like, popping out, like, different scenes and stuff. In a thing similar to Space Mountain. I don't know. Sounds kind of interesting.
0: I'm trying to remember the timeline of when you first went to the Disney parks, uh, when we were still first dating, if you ever got on Ellen's Energy Adventure before it closed.
1: Yeah, did, one time.
0: Did you get on Ellen's? Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I bring that up. Of I could see Mitha Robinson's kind of being like that. So, for those that don't know, yeah. Ellen's energy adventure was this really, really long ride. It was always like 45 minutes, but it never felt like <laughs> it when he wrote it. But basically, you're yeah. in these benches. Um, and then after about 5, 10 minutes, you realize that these benches are actually a ride vehicle. So, you start mm-hmm. in this like auditorium of this presentation with Ellen and Bill Nye. And then Bill Nye mm-hmm. takes you through history, basically, and energy. Um so I could see something kinda of similar to that from the Robinson's of you start yeah. at Lewis's science fair and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, um it's Lewis, right? Yeah, his name's Lewis. And then who is who is his spoiler alert, great, 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 great grandson. Uh, Who's the uh, one that whisks him away on the adventure? What if he like drags uh, him what along? Is his
1: name? Yes, I know I know what you mean. But, but, yeah, he drags
0: him along. Like, the movie's already mm-hmm. happened or something. He's just like Back to the Future style of, like, Marty, yeah. we've got to go fix the... Lewis, we've got to go fix the timeline. And so you go mm-hmm. to the year... Was it... I was about to say, so the year 3000, but that's the Jonas Brothers song <laughs> that was tied into the movie.
1: Yeah, um, it was, like, I don't know, like, 2050 or something. 2060, it, I don't know. Let's just say that.
0: But, yeah, you go through... You could go to the future and go in, like, this slow-moving, this is what the future mm-hmm. could look like. Um, yeah. And I think that could be really, really interesting. Either that or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, what would you think about the idea of, like, not a ride or a show, but, like, a Meet the Robinsons interactive area?
1: Oh, that would be really
0: cool. What would you that do would with that? That
1: would be Maybe they would be, like... Okay, like... Um, A station where you can make your own, um, make your own science, make your own projects, make your own, like, just do mini science experiments, Um, you know, test different things, see if they um, mix in together, like, again, something you could do with your family. Or there could be, like, other different booths of different things, Um, just learning about uh, different chemicals and things that react to one another. I don't know. Just be
0: something interesting. That sounds awesome. That sounds like what Interventions was supposed to be Mm -hmm. at Epcot before it became IP based. Um, uh, There's another thing that I've thought could tie into Interventions really, really well, and it ties into um, our next one here. Uh, Meet the Robinsons is one of Heather's favorite Disney movies, Mm -hmm. but both her and I's one of our favorite Disney movies of all time, and I still think it's vastly underappreciated. Is Big Hero Six. And I still yeah, think I it's a it. tremendous mm-hmm. crime that Disney has mm-hmm. not utilized Big Hero 6 in the theme parks, like, at all. There's, like, some meet and greets with Baymax, but that's about yeah. it. And I think that's really, yeah. really sad yeah. because I think the mm-hmm. messages of Big Hero 6 are tremendous. Of It actively encourages kids to be interested in science or mm-hmm. go to school unlike you know, monsters university drop out kids it's okay right it's everyone takes their own path in life but i I have issues with monsters university um but big hero six i think there's a lot of different routes you can go of have Mm -hmm. like that science fair of um was it it wasn't sanford Francisco tech it was something something tech of is the school that uh hero goes to and um his older brother went to and like they have that big like yeah. science fair with the microbots and everything else maybe mm-hmm. have something like that as a uh showcase and get kids interested in science but also yeah. um i said something along the lines of like a simulator except you kind of customize the experience i think i proposed mm-hmm. to heather before we recorded of there's a ride at Disney called Test Track, in which case your ride is basically the same no matter what. But when you're waiting in line, you can, quote unquote, customize your car. Um, so when the you get off the ride, the way you view your ride, like when you watch it back, is different. And it looks how you customize it. So something like that for Big Hero 6, I think, could work. Because such a big part of the movie is building the superhero suits, um, mm-hmm. working on their own Heightening their own strengths, so to speak. Um, Heather, Big Hero 6, how are you making this happen?
1: Um, I really like your idea. I don't know where my friend was thinking, but I was thinking, like, you kind of control of how Baymax is. So, like, you're in... Inside... Okay, it sounds weird. Like, inside Baymax, but, like you're seeing what he sees, you're seeing how he, or you're feeling what he feels, but like, I don't know, oh, what is that, Um, kind of like, this is going to sound random, kind of like Mission Space at Epcot, but like, you are, like, you know when they're fighting at the end in Big Hero 6, like, you are Baymax, I don't know how to go how about that. Ca- that.
0: I'm trying to think but, of how that connects to Mission Space, which is more yeah, of a Yeah,
1: I don't know. Mission to Mars. <laughs> because of controls, that's all I'm just thinking about, but
0: I could see him being like the guy that is like when yeah, the- oh. So like Baymax is all about safety and every single ride has to have their legally obligated safety warning of like do your seatbelt. Yeah. How have they not done a ride just so <laughs> Baymax could give you the health and safety warning of hello, <laughs> please make sure now. Yeah, like, please make sure your hands, arms, feet, and legs are sec- safely secured at all times, and keep your eye on children. Like, mm-hmm. come on, that's just like writes itself. Right, I just need a ride just so Baymax can tell me to be safe when riding right? this. I don't even care what it is. Like, um, mm-hmm. it could be a flight simulator flying over San Francisco, cause one of my favorite scenes of all time is still mm-hmm. when Hi- heroes riding on. Uh, Baymax is back and then they just land on the blimp and they just chill like brothers Um, suspiciously like Iron Giant but we've talked about that enough Um, let's talk about another one we're on the we're on the kids ride train let's get to the one Heather's probably the most excited for Heather I say peanuts how are we bringing peanuts to a theme park
1: well I love it It's just so colorful and bright and happy, and everyone loves Charlie Brown, like and Snoopy. Um, I like the idea that you had that we kind of talked about, like bringing in like Red Baron, and you're in and you're in the little airplane again. It could be a kitty ride, or it could be I don't know. You can make it some sort of something totally different. Um, But yeah. Oh, or something to do with Charlie Brown's um, kite. I don't know what you would do, but maybe like you're pulling something. Hmm.
0: I think I think you're onto something there. Of uh, mm-hmm. you can do so.
1: Like um, a it's, couple different things.
0: It's either it's got to be Sesame Place if this character's here. Yeah. Uh, but Sesame Place, I remember growing up had uh, Super Grover as a coaster, which is a. Mm-hmm brilliant idea whoever thought of that needs a raise. (laughs) but basically it was like a teen to mid-level coaster so maybe like um like snoopy flying against the red baron could be the teen to mid-level one and charlie brown and the blustery day that sounds too much Uh like winnie the pooh um it does (laughs) there oh go get your kite charlie brown or something like that or charlie brown and the great kite adventure or something like that is the kiddie Uh, coaster of like uh fluttering in the breeze trying and and you've as you're that that's where you have your um minion mayhem that's your that's your Mm -hmm. sit down everyone can ride it it's a big screen ride and so you can fly through whatever what's the town that they live in that could be i don't know that could be where you (laughs) fly through and see everyone you're one of my favorites pig pen or um Mm -hmm. beethoven um
1: uh-huh. Lucy,
0: that's where you just fly through the town. You get okay. to see everyone. That's how you get to experience the world of Charlie Brown on a big screen and a simulator. I think that way the oh. whole family could ride it. Oh, Heather's got an ooh. idea.
1: I was well. Now you're bringing that up. Well, all, something similar to soaring.
0: <gasps> yes. Is, you ooh. are the kite. You are Charlie Brown. Yes. And it gets lifted away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay, this is this is the idea that I'm the most excited for that we're going to talk about today. Now, like this gets me really, really hyped. Yeah. Um, I was also telling my coworker today because I was telling him what, uh, like, asking him what he would do, and I'm just going, no matter what, I don't even care what the ride is. I just need my Franklin Little Bear crossover ride. It could be a log (laughs) flume that I just see one (laughs) single tree and the two of them together. That's all I need. It's just a Franklin Little Bear ride because I've been asking for that for years. Yes. Because like. Avengers assemble. That's a cool moment, but you want to see me truly lose my voice in a the theater. You have a bro. You have a little bear movie. And at the end credits, Franklin comes out and come and goes, Hey, it's Franklin coming to play. And all oh, that's, that's just makes my heart happy. Just thinking about that. But I, I really like your soaring idea. So that for the people that don't know, um, both in California adventure, and Disney World, they have a ride that basically is a hang gliding simulator, which is not nearly as scary as that might sound. <laughs> um, basically, imagine you're on a hang glider with a massive IMAX screen that desperately needs to be updated. Um, a massive IMAX screen with little breeze and smells kicking in. You fly over Pigpen and you smell the dirt.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you fly. Maybe it's snowing, Ooh. and you smell the snow.
1: Mm-hmm. You see flying <gasps> over their baseball field. I was just about to say you fly over the baseball
0: <laughs> field. Oh, yeah. I. How has no one done this, <laughs> guys? Come on. Uh, who yeah. who has the film rights now to Peanuts? I think it's complicated. I think that's one of the big reasons oh, we fuck. didn't get a sequel. Uh which. It's either Blue Fox yeah. or Fox, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right about that.
1: Because isn't it on Disney Plus?
0: It, it's on Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus. So Disney, yeah, it's on you now. This is all <laughs> you're doing. Um, so getting away from the kids stuff for a little <laughs> bit, uh, we'll come back to it. We've got more family-friendly ideas. But this could be both for the kids and for the adults of, as a comic book fan – I always think it's cool, but frustrating that you've got stuff like uh, Batman the Ride or Superman the Ride or Joker the Ride. And they're always coasters. They're always Mm -hmm. just big, fast, like, roller coasters. That's awesome. But I want something with a story. Like, I'm spoiled, I guess, with theme parks like Universal and Disney of almost all the rides. They at least try to have a story to go with it so it's not just a ride it, forget it, whatever. So, I would really, really love a story-based ride with either Batman or Superman. So, in Universal, one of our favorite rides, always has been, always will be, is the Spider-Man ride. So, the basic premise yeah. of that is you're a reporter sent out by J. Jonah Jameson himself. <laughs> Get me those pictures of Spider-Man. Uh, he sends you out because the city's in shambles with the... Um, it's not the Sinister Six for some weird reason. There's only five of them. It's like the 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 syndicate or the crime w- syndicate or something like that. Um, so you are out to try and s- save the day basically while also getting the scoop while riding in a vehicle mm-hmm. called the scoop. Um, you run into mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Doc Ock, Banshee, Hydro-Man. It's super, super cool. There's multiple sensory things of like when Hobgoblin throws a pumpkin grenade at you, actual mm-hmm. fire comes by you. It's super, super awesome. But in the development process for this Marvel land that this Spider-Man ride is in, the conversations originally started with between Universal and DC Comics. So this area was supposed to be a DC area. And the Spider-Man ride was initially supposed to be a Superman ride. I can't get that thought out of my head because the ride is supposed to be you as a news reporter trying to track down the story. That could easily be Superman of... I think the original premise was supposed to be you were teaming up with Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen to follow Superman to save or at least get the story about what's happening in Metropolis, maybe stopping, I think it was Lex Luthor, more than likely. I think that would be Mm -hmm. awesome. But I also thought, so this ride vehicle is pretty big. It fits like 16 people, like four rows of four. Um, This is just me and my nerd brain geeking out here of how cool would it be if Batman needs help? for something in Gotham and so Mm -hmm. he's just like I'm already out on patrol here's uh, Oracle's remote controlling this Batmobile so I need your help to keep eyes on what's happening in the city report to me so you're driving through Gotham now instead of a Spider-Man it's a Batman ride and so the reason you don't see Batman is because it's remote controlled by somebody else that's why Mm -hmm. you don't have a pilot or anything like that just the narrative is already there and because it's me and I'm going to be self-indulgent here you can have it be like um, you'll meet up with Nightwing and I'll give you the rundown from there and then I'll meet you later with progress support. Get the entire Bat <laughs> family, maybe like everyone's broken out of Arkham or something like that so you run into like Joker, Two-Face, Clayface every Batman villain just have a free-for-all with it. I think that could be so much fun but you could also do the same thing with Superman I'm just tired of I know it's Six Flags currently has the theme park rise to uh, DC stuff and they're the difference between Disney and Universal and stuff like six flags is six Flags is an amusement park they just do the mm. ride no story or anything i wish they could be fit into a theme park because i think it's just so bizarre that these like iconic comic book characters that are famous for their stories aren't allowed to have story-based rides yeah. and i think that would be so so cool um if you could do a comic book ride how would you do that
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's been anything like specifically for like Wonder Woman or anything like that but I don't know. I would incorporate her or someone that doesn't get necessarily all the attention. Um, yeah.
0: It could easily be um, not so much a Batman or a Superman ride. You can easily make this Mm -hmm. a Justice League ride in which case maybe at one point, um, flash pushes you and so you go Mm -hmm. super super fast so you get out of danger or wonder woman takes you up in her invisible jet type of thing i think there's a lot of interesting possibilities with that and i'm just like can we get some batman or joker or superman ride that you know isn't just a another generic high-speed coaster Mm -hmm. because it just seems like that's what we're getting a lot of um i mean it's not bad but i would like a little bit more let's see what else haven't we talked about (laughs) Uh, we'll save the penguins for last because that's such a good idea that Heather had right before we started recording. <laughs> uh, let's get this one out of the way. One of the movies that I have re watched all the time, and I'll, I'll probably be watching it within the next week or so here because it's very reflective of the time that we're in currently. July 4th is right around the corner with Independence Day. I would love an Independence Day ride in the style of Star Tours. So Star oh. Tours, for those that don't know, is a flight simulator that basically, it's completely randomized so you could show up in any Star Wars plan and have your own different adventure. It's super, super awesome. But when I watched the original Independence Day, because they only made one, they didn't make a sequel called Independence <laughs> Day Resurgence. We don't acknowledge that movie. How dare you? I hate that movie so much. Uh, but I was... Was just like that would be a great ride because you already have this big screen in front of you when Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. um, um, Jeff Goldblum and um, um, and Will Smith ah, uh, when they go <laughs> hack the mothership, they've already pil- they're already piloting an alien ship that's got this big screen in front of them. Imagine you're in that spy ship. Imagine you have to board yeah. the mothership, and you are maybe you're with Will Smith. Or Jeff Goldblum. I know this is way past its prime, as this movie is way old now. Um, but I would love something like that. Of it's not based on a huge property. I know Independence Day was a big deal, but it's not like it would be a Star Wars ride or a Star Trek thing. Uh, also, I would <laughs> kill to have this fun high speed simulator as you're trying to make your escape out of the alien hive, and as soon as you get through the. Th- um, the door make your escape Elvis has left the building just like Will Smith says the fat lady's not singing yet there's just so many quote great quotable lines in Independence Day that I would just love to hear on a ride. I know the window has probably closed on that and the sequel certainly does not help but um yeah I don't know why but when I think of movie rides I think it would be cool someday an Independence Day ride just always stands out to me um let's go with another one here of Disney owns a lot of stuff it's the ongoing joke that Disney will one day rule the world I think Disney and Amazon will fight to the death to see who controls the world one day Uh, and then Facebook ultimately will steal it all away from both of them but the ongoing joke is that Disney owns everything Disney does own a lot Universal owns a lot different big companies own a lot of different things Mm -hmm. I would like a Ready Player One esque Mm -hmm. ride where everything is combined. Um, so I'll toss it over to you, Heather. If mm-hmm. if you were in charge of making a Disney ride, and they told you Use whatever characters you want, use however many characters you want, to make whatever type of ride you want, with as big of a budget as you can. Total creative sandbox. Just has to be a crossover of some kind. How are you doing this?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I would definitely have some sort of like you're in some moving vehicle, like whether it be like a train or like a, uh, I don't know, something that's, I, I don't want to say exactly, but similar, the idea of um, like Kong, the, uh, the King Kong ride or Fast and the Furious, but not the type of ride. But something where you're moving, where you're in something, and then just all these characters come about. But then it can turn into a coaster, too. Like, start off as like, you know, you have scenes of, like, something over here, something over there. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes in, it turns into some sort of ride-ride. Where it's a little bit fast-paced and a little bit more action. But it'd be so cool to see all different things there um, together.
0: yeah. So, at least from a Disney perspective, I think I could think of a way in to do this. Um, The movie, sure, was not nearly as good as the first. But I would kind of do a Ralph Breaks the Internet ride. Because Mm -hmm. in that, everyone just mingles together. So, what if, maybe it's not Ralph specifically, but what if through some shenanigans and some meta commentary here, you get sucked into fake, quote-unquote, like, fake Disney World while you're riding mm-hmm. a Disney ride. And so, like, yeah. everything comes together. Like, over here, you've got Captain America, but over here, you've got The Mandalorian. Over here, you've got Woody and Buzz, just all in one ride, and you've got mm-hmm. to find your way out of it. Or maybe it's, like, a simulator, and you just go, okay, I somehow have gotten sucked into the wonderful world of Disney. Um, maybe it's called World Disney Escape or something like that, mm-hmm. and you've got to go through all the lands. It would be kind of... Like Kingdom Hearts, basically the ride, except yeah. without the anime action scenes, the over the top. Um, I think that could be a really, really cool idea. But on the flip oh, side, yeah. Universal owns a lot of stuff too, so they could do that mm-hmm. too. Of they can finally have their cake and eat it too with a uni- with a Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park crossover mm-hmm. um, with some minions. Weird. Oh, they they've mm-hmm. they're, they've talked about doing that. I'm just going. So please weird. no. Please don't. <laughs> no. Um. But cross that over with the minions, or somehow, some way, we've got to have the universal monsters somewhere with something that we talk <laughs> about today. Because I refuse yeah. to ever give up on that. Um, that's going to happen. Also, okay, let's let's do that quick. Heather, I'm giving you all the money in the world. How are you making universals ha- universal monsters happen?
1: Um <laughs> oh. They would definitely come out at the end um, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> make, this as, make them a separate ride Make them a separate ride If Universal Monsters no, no, no. had to be their the own same. ride
1: They're, they're all they're, the same
0: Yes they're going to steal the Fast and Furious Charger
1: Yes No I would like <laughs> Dracula's
0: riding like, a T-Rex in a battle be
1: like, Maybe they you can like It's something like you have to find Like They're going to be hidden throughout the whole ride But then at the end they come out but they're like they're like peeking through like different things. They're like hiding behind, like okay, here's um the mummy. All right, here's um I don't know, here's the invisible man. Well, of course Thank only see, you always see like his Thank hat you. and, glasses. <laughs> and but you'll just see them like peeking. And then only true people like you, true fans, would be able to tell. But you can see them like. And they're hidden. And it's like a game. You have to, like, find all of them. And then at the end, they come out and they, like, attack.
0: <laughs> so y- you have give me ideas, which is never a good thing. Also, thank you for <laughs> throwing out the Invisible Man reference. Thank- that just makes me happy. Invisible Man never gets enough love. Uh, we're supposedly getting at the new Universal Park whenever that opens, uh, supposedly having a whole area devoted to the universal monsters and they're supposed to have this big Mm -hmm. attraction and there's always there are already rumors about what that type of ride will be i'm gonna go with something different i would like a universal monsters ride that's like an arcade shooter you shoot the bad guys like you shoot Uh. them with like kind of like ghostbusters-esque of like you're Mm -hmm. trying to trap the bad guys so in this room you've got the where uh you've got the wolf man so maybe you've got a couple werewolves or something in that or invisible man who can teleport around the room disappear really quick yeah and so maybe if you hit him he's a bonus because he's such so hard to get or over here you've got frankenstein as your big bad um we can call it the Van Helsing experience because I refuse mm-hmm. to ever give up on maybe someday having another Van Helsing appearance. I think that'd be really, really cool. I thought about doing this for Ghostbusters, but apparently there is a Ghostbuster shooter attraction somewhere already. Oh. <laughs> um, but I think that would be really, really cool. I, I, I would like to incorporate the universal monsters more. Cause I think they're just timeless. And I think that'd be really, really fun to just yeah. like have an oh, yeah. arcade style ride where That'd you're shooting cool. the classic monsters and including invisible man because he didn't get enough love um so we've got <laughs> two more on our list that we're going to talk about heather i'll toss it over to you
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i know you want to talk about how you would do a sonic ride
1: <laughs> yeah um i thought of that immediately and i was thinking oh it could be like uh, a kiddie coaster but like with the little boost like one like Sonic's getting the rings, it'd just be up and over, but it'd be up and over like real fast. Or it could be like um, it for anybody, but the same kind of thing. Just these boosts when he's getting the coins or when he has to go around the loops. Um, it'd be so fun. It'd be so fun. And have Tails in there somewhere too.
0: Tails can be the kitty coaster.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Uh, and then with Sonic, I would do something so like. Uh, Like we talked about earlier, the Universal just opened Velocicoaster. The cool thing about Velocicoaster is it's got two separate launches, one at the beginning and one in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the second launch is when you're still actively riding. You don't have to stop to begin the new launch. You're basically going from like 50 to 75. So I think it'd be cool if you do the same kind of technology for Sonic of you hit something and you get a speed boost. Mm -hmm. But of course you bring up the loops. You've got to have loops somewhere for Sonic. So like have an actual loop system and mm-hmm. maybe it's just me but have onboard um audio like speakers right behind you so every time you go yeah. through the loop you get the you get the ring noises
1: <laughs> yes um, yes, that's what i was thinking
0: and maybe at the end you have i don't know how you do this on a coaster but you would have um like what feels like bunny hops and you're hopping mm-hmm. over things mm-hmm. and maybe you're hopping on top of dr eggman uh, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have some form form of a final fight. I think that'd be really, yes. really cool. Yes. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I would be down for a Sonic area. Um, and then Tails so Tails could be the Kitty area. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I was always more of a Knuckles person. I don't know mm-hmm. how you would incorporate Knuckles into the park. Me either. But mm. Mario sonic crossover yeah. sonic oh, yeah. mario at the winter olympics
1: <laughs> wasn't that a wee game
0: it was a Wii game <laughs> um okay we are getting a nintendo area mm-hmm. and we're getting mario kart and probably donkey kong if yeah, you're doing yeah. nintendo rides what are what are mm-hmm. you doing
1: Oh well, probably all the ones that have been said. Uh, well, I know there's one that doing. you've talked
0: about before <laughs> off mic that I'm just like, that's too good of an idea, idea not to mention here. Oh gosh, I don't remember. It's your favorite character of all time, Yoshi.
1: Yoshi.
0: How would what? What's a what's Heather's Yoshi ride look like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought you said it's basically just a kitty coaster. A slow moving. i think at one point you said it'd be a slow moving kitty coaster except i said that we can't have annoying baby mario screaming the whole time but uh-huh. have like a slow moving <laughs> um just nice calm family ride because you need something to calm the kids down nothing calms people down more than yoshi because yoshi is the yoshi. best um
1: was yoshi and toad
0: Yay, because Toad is the best. <laughs> Toad's my favorite. Yeah. Um, So we've got one more, and mm-hmm. all the credit has to go to Heather on this one because she came <laughs> up with this one, like, maybe an hour before we started recording for okay. this one. So, Heather, I'll talk more about what the idea is, but yeah. name drop kind of how you came up with this idea and you're just spitballing here. How would you come up with this... Property, in particular, what is this property?
1: Well, I was thinking of Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: <laughs> the good um, Avatar. I just
1: thought <laughs> because it, they're just so fun. It's just so fun. Um, and I just I like the characters. So I don't know the characters. I have not seen the show, and I really want to see the show. But it just looks oh, like I a can, fun I
0: can fix that in the words of Gus from Psych. <laughs> I can fix that.
1: I. It just feels like a fun, like a fun way to just explore that um, that universe or whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, I know a lot of people like it, and I know a lot of different generations like it, so why not have it as, like, a coaster or a ride or some sort of attraction at a theme park?
0: Which I hadn't even thought of last Airbender, so when you said mm-hmm. that, I was just like, oh my goodness <laughs> it's obviously not going to be as big as like Nintendo in terms of popularity yeah. but you are absolutely right Last Airbender is multi-generational in terms of the people that mm-hmm. watch it um, and you can pull from both Legend of the Last uh, Airbender or Legend of Korra even though I don't mm-hmm. think that's nearly as good and so when yeah. you said that I immediately got my gears turning of <laughs> penguin sledding <laughs> oh that's so I <laughs> to the clip and I'm just like Yay. Yeah, na- now I need this to be a thing. So for those that don't know, in the show, one of Aang's favorite things to do is sledding on penguins. I need that as a ride. Like, yes. please make that happen. Even if it's something as simple as those old-fashioned things you just see at fairs on those tall slides yeah. and just have your carpet look like a penguin, I'd totally be fine with that yeah. too. I don't care. Either mm-hmm. penguin sledding or riding on Appa, his big flying bison, Aww. and it's got to be soft and wonderful and make me not want to leave yes. because Appa is the best and you could have a little Momo by your side. Um, but then if you said you wanted to have a coaster, you can do something like escape from mm-hmm. the Fire Nation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like either Fire Lord Ozai or Prince Zuko has captured you and Aang, Katara, and Sokka are all rescue you, and you have to make your escape mm-hmm. out of a fortress or salt uh, or stronghold. And at the end, maybe you fly on, um, fly with Ang on his, um, oh, what is it? It's not a kite, but kind of like a kite because he's an yeah. airbender. And yeah, you make your escape on that. And you fly off on Appa. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know legally where we stand with the rights of the last airbender. It seems like everything's kind of yeah. in flux. There was a Netflix show, but I think that's been cancelled. Now we're supposedly getting mm-hmm. stuff on Paramount Plus. I feel like there's a whole division just specifically devoted to last airbender stuff now. Um Probably. I think that would be amazing. Um mm-hmm. I, the world of Last Airbender just has so much cool lore to it that you could pull from. That could be a whole land in and of itself. You could have mm-hmm. um, the earthbending tribe. You could have the waterbending tribe. You could have the f- um, firebenders. Just all of them. Oh, I think that would be so much fun. I'm kind <laughs> of disappointed I didn't think of that sooner. Considering I've seen all of it and you haven't seen a whole lot yeah. of it. And you brought up faster. Which I'm just... Very glad that at least somebody brought that up. (laughs) Uh, Any other last minute ones you can think of before we wrap this thing up?
1: Not that I can think of. I mean, I have some ideas, but no, I think we're good.
0: What would be your ideal ride? Doesn't matter what what type of ride, what characters, anything. What would be your ideal? Mm. Money's no object. I need to ride this.
1: Um, something that's unique, like something like we've said before, like Hagridge, like something we've, you know, it's it hasn't been in a just your everyday um, amusement park, something that has put a lot of thought and a lot of time into it, it's something we don't know about, like when we're going up to it, we don't know about it. But um, yeah, I don't know, something very different.
0: I think that's why you and I like Hagrid so much or like Spider-Man so Mm -hmm. much is because it's not something we could just do at home. It's such a good ride experience. And I think with technology, rides are getting more and more unique. And so I'm looking forward to what we could get, even though none of these will ever happen one day. But now, you know, (laughs) if we're ever in charge of theme parks that are based off of movies or properties, this is probably (laughs) what we're going to be doing with it. Well, what do you guys think? If you could make any, theme park attraction based on any ride off movie or TV show how would you do it we always like hearing from you guys and uh, if you want to hear more subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on whether it's iTunes Spotify Google Podcast, or YouTube and if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube we're trying to get to 500 subscribers by the end of the mm-hmm. year I think we can make that happen right. um, so yeah subscribe and as always stay sharp, movie guys and gals